0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Hello and welcome to the Roak Report Extra Pod in association with our friends at the Sunderland Community Soup Kitchen. Brett here, and who else is going to host an MK Dons special? So, after Tuesday night's 3-0 win against the MK Dons in the Pizza Trophy, we're looking ahead to the MK Dons in the league. Joining me this week, well, obviously, it's a transfer window slam shut, the ever-present from the ratings pod, it's Malk Dugdale in Peterborough. Malk, how are you doing?
2: Good evening, Brett. I'm very well, thanks. Nice to talk to you again. It's been a little while, so thanks for having me.
1: Uh, but are you, are you looking forward not to have to like judge players
2: out of 10 at the moment? <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, I love doing the reaction pods, but to be honest, I also like not doing them because when you have to do the pod straight after the game, you know, you feel obliged to jot things down, and sometimes you don't actually immerse yourself in the game like you like to sometimes. But, uh, but yeah, I do enjoy them, they're good fun, um, and especially when we get results like we did the other night, but not so much when. They go the other way, um. but you've got to take the rough with the smooth.
1: I know, I often say that, actually. It's, it's I'm always a bit lucky doing a pod a day after a game. You know, I can, I can get that annoying defeat out of the system, but then I don't always get that, that high after, you know, 3-0 in the cup. I suppose you're, you're a bit gutted missing that one out.
2: Well, yeah, yeah, but um, the cup means nothing if we don't do it in the league. Hopefully, we can build from what we did and we'll have another decent ratings pod coming up this Saturday night, fingers crossed.
1: No, definitely. And and keeping with the very loose transfer market uh, theme I've got going on. Um it looks like I've, I've overspent the budget and a bit like wanting Marco Gabardini in Conor Bromley, we can only afford his less talented brother in Ricardo is <laughs> Niall Bromley. <laughs> Niall, how are you doing? You well? Well, I was well until you threw <laughs> that one out the hat, right? <laughs> <laughs> Losing, uh, i got
3: so much stick for that. Cheers, Brett. Uh, hi mate. I'm um I'm well. It's it's nice to speak to you as well. I feel like I haven't done a podcast with you and a long, long time. I can't remember when the last time it was. So, um, aye, it's it's nice to, to bring back the old exile days, isn't it? Exactly.
1: I actually, I was just thinking this morning when we were last on together, and I reckon it was the very last pod we did. Well, as well, we we recorded it, and then it didn't go out. It'd been just before the Blackpool game last season, after we lost to Coventry. All oh, right. And then COVID scuppered the whole season and scuppered our pod for us. So yeah, it's uh, yeah. Oh, okay. But, 11 months, mate. So, yeah, good to have you on board again. Um, and today we're talking about the MK Dons. So, obviously, fantastic 3-0 win. And, I'm, well, I suppose Lee Johnson now has got, I, I say problems on his hands, but I suppose as a manager it's those problems that, you know, you'd really want. Um, you know, who in the hell is he going to start on Saturday? And looking at the team, you know, we can go through this whole team and, you know, so very helpfully someone put onto, um, on the, onto our Twitter the other day, We can feel two 11s here quite easily. And starting goal, I know that was sort of one place where people were a little bit disappointed we didn't strengthen. Um, But Malk, for yourself, you know, we've got two goalies here. You've got Burge and Matthews. Who would you be starting on Saturday? Obviously, Burge let two in at the weekend. Who would you go for in between the sticks?
2: (sighs) It's a bit like, you know, when we went to Wembley against Portsmouth in the Checker Trade Cup um, or Checker Trade Trophy, as they called it, a few years ago, we had the same challenge, didn't we? We had McLaughlin playing well in the league. And, you know, everybody was like, oh, you know, you know, we had our second string goalie playing in the cup and then it got close to the final and we switched it around and John McLaughlin played in goal, if I remember correctly. So I think Matthews did enough to certainly pose a few questions. I think his distribution was a little bit better than Lee Burgess has been of late. People argue that... Burge uh, distributed the ball quite well in the uh, Ipswich game recently which we won 1-0 but we were against 10 men so they weren't pressing up towards the defensive line if it was down to me um, and if you wanted me to bet something on it I think he'll put Burge in nets. Um, but like a lot of the other positions across the pitch it's good that we're starting to get competition and I include Patterson in that competition because I was just reading in the on the internet the other day that he had a cracking game even though we lost by 1 or 2-0 in the under 23s apparently it could have in many more if it wasn't for the way he played um, so he's knocking on the door as well uh, but I, I think the coach will go back to Burge uh, if he does though I think he needs to have a chat with the goalies to make his decision as we run through the semis and the final because you shouldn't take advantage of people and then change them at the final I think that's out of order
1: It is great that we've got a bit of competition um, as I said you know, a moment ago that uh, across the whole field that's what will hopefully raise performances because in, in one sense you know this if, if you drop a clanger that, there's a guy behind you each to get a spot. Noel, would you be, you know, thinking keep Burge and go yourself? Um, to
3: be honest mate I think it's literally it's a flip of a coin for me I, they're both sufficient goalkeepers at league one level in, in league one I don't think you're going to get much better than that you have a look around the league and you have a look at, at Gillingham's keeper from the weekend Bonham he's highly rated in league one but could I see him doing a job in the championship maybe he's not and I think that's the same with us so if I'm being honest I think they're both capable of a mistake they're both capable of pulling off a, a good save when needs to be made you know a lot of people are, are rooting for Matthews because he kept the clean sheet pulled up a couple of very good saves. Whereas Burge led in two at the weekend. And I think the first one, particularly at the weekend, he probably could have done better with. But, you know, early on in the season, Matthews was was making mistakes. So it's Johnson will probably rotate them throughout the season, if I'm being honest. That's probably the way he'll play it because I just don't think there's enough difference in the two of them. And, and you know, if you're going to keep them both happy, just, yeah, I just think they'll, he'll probably just rotate them.
1: Well, that's the goalkeeper uh, settled. Now, in the defence... Personally I think that one one position is left back is is pretty much made for him with McFadzin getting injured. I would like to think that um Vokins is going to get a debut. However, there's also the Luco 9 sort of conundrum if he plays him in the centre or is he going to just use him to fill in at left back? Now, for yourself, that one position, I'll go through the other three parts of the defence in a minute, but for left back itself, where are you sitting on this then, would you just go with Vokins? I know we have not, not seen anything of him yet, but you know, where would you where would you be going with that? Yeah, well, I think Vulcans
3: definitely deserves a chance. I think it'd be silly not to play him at MK Dons. McFadden picked up his injury and, you know, let's be honest, he's he's not up to it. He's not up to the task. He's he's not a very good defender. He's got a potential of a good ball in. We've seen him get the assist uh, the other week against Plymouth, where with that with that good ball in? But other than that, he's not got much going for him. He's certainly not League One level. I cover Conference North and, you know, there's a. have seen a lot better left backs in the Conference North, if I'm being honest, than, than him. So, yeah, um, I think if, if Hawkins definitely deserves a chance and definitely needs to be put in there, and, yeah, I, I'd be quite happy if McFadden never featured again, to be honest, without, without sounding too harsh. I mean, it is sounding harsh, but that's just <laughs> what it is, isn't it? He's, he's just not good enough for me, unfortunately.
1: No, I'll, I'll be very surprised Unless of course Injuries or suspensions Come about And Vokins Hits the ground running I'll be amazed If McFadden Does start a left back Again this season Mal can you use In agreement of us On this one I think it's quite A simple
2: position The the thing I, I do agree And one of the main Reasons I um Agree even more Significantly Is we looked way Better when Luke nine was on yeah. Um, Even though Luke nine's not a Natural left back So that answers Itself doesn't it The the other thing I would say though is I wouldn't want 0-9 to be penalised because he looked really strong in the midfield um, when we started yeah. the game. There's no way that that opportunity to play where he historically has played should be taken away just because we've we've bought a bit of a rubbish left back who you know the, the thing that frustrates me is we knew that Hume was if he got injured we were in trouble. Uh, we knew that he's got pace, he's got at running at people. Sometimes his quality into the box isn't perfect, but it's deep decent most of the time, but he needed to improve his defence. We've gone out and we've bought somebody who's similar to Hume, where he can attack better than he can defend. So we've we've just given ourselves the same problem as we've got with a really young lad who just needs to develop a few more defensive skills to be the rounded piece. I still think 0-9 can play this weekend but I wouldn't be surprised if Vogans is um you know sucking him in big time or anything like that I shouldn't imagine because he's he's been playing you know pretty regularly hasn't he Yeah you know if if Vogans or if he needs to change the strategy again you know like he did the other night then he's got o9 to to utilize and o9 can can run three marathons on the bounce, as far as I'm concerned the bloke just never stops so he'd be able to switch positions and still do a job
1: no, definitely. And I think at the, the back now, where, um, where his problems really lie um, for Johnson is where you've got three positions, sort of your two centre-backs and your right-back. And you've pretty much got to try and feel right he'll be coming back from his concussion, so he should be okay to play. You've got Flanagan, you've got Willis, Sanderson and Power. So I've included all three Five of those into those sort of three positions. So obviously you could have power or um, Sanderson at right back, and then the three right Flanagan, Willis, or Sanderson fighting over the two centre backs. Mark, wh- where do we fill the rest of these positions in? Then what's things Lee Johnson's mind Head of Saturday, and also going forward? Because obviously it'd be, it'd be good to have a settled back four,
2: wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So what? What do you think? You know, is, is our best sort of back four going? And and you know, where do you think we're going to be on Saturday?
2: So. I would like a settled back four, but I think the coach can and should reserve the right to change that for tactical reasons. The back four that we needed to play against Gillingham was very different to the back four we needed to play against Milton Keynes. There were different threats that were going to attack us in a different way. Um, after watching the match the other night, I do think power will continue at right back. He did a decent job playing against one of their most promising options. Uh, I think it's Harvey was his name was, wasn't he? You know, he had a good go at him, you know, Power held his own and did okay, Um, So I think Power is probably one of the first names on the team sheet. Uh, Not because he's the best player in the world, but he's the captain and we probably need him at right-back right now. The central defenders are the option. And there's also, of course, the option that we might not play a back four because we switched to a back three the other night for a bit and that worked okay. But given the benefit of the other night, I think we need mobility. Mobility more than uh, height and aerial presence. Because most of the MK Don's opportunities were through, you know, some half decent passing moves where they try and slot the ball through. Um and I think I don't think Flanagan did the best at that out of the guys that played the other night. He he lunged in and got caught out a couple of times. Um so I think it's between Sanderson, Wright and Willis. And we know that Wright and Willis play very well together. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's back to Wright and Willis with Sanderson on the bench. Or switch, you know, Sanderson for either of those with the other on the bench. If Wright's still got a bit of an headache, then maybe he starts on the bench with the other two out there. But I think it's out of them three.
1: Niall, where do you sit on the uh, back four? Or back uh, part of that back four, should say. Yeah, um, Malcolm's got it spot on for
3: me. I think you need to use Flanagan because, you know, we're getting at the point of the season now. We're going to pick up in injuries. We're going to pick up suspensions. I think Flanagan is going to come in when needed and he'll probably play a lot. As Malcolm just touched on, you know, you've got uh, Willis, Sanderson, right who at some point, will definitely not be able to play for whatever reason. Uh, and I think Flanagan will be the go-to man then. Um, and and that's that's his place in the team. And I think he's good at that. I think he's versatile. He can play in a lot of positions. He's not a bad player for me. He's he's solid. I just think the other three are better than him. But as cover, I'd certainly put him in there. As you said before, we do one consistency. I would like to see the back two being Willis and Wright. They had a great start the season, the pair of them. We know what we're going to get yeah. with a pair of them. They're both solid. They're both, you know, that they're, they're good players. They're good defenders, especially at League One level. I think the pair of them, well, Bailey Wright has played a championship. So he's proved he can. Um, and I think Willis will definitely go on to play championship at some point in his career. So I definitely stick there. And I think the fact with with Dion Sanderson, it's great to have him as an option as well. Uh, because he, you know, he's been great and as well, versatile, can play the fullback roles if needed. And and I think he will be itching. But as as you touched on before again, you know, competition for places is something that we've craved for a long time. Yeah. And it's good to have it. We're very lucky in our in defensive of options. I actually think we've got the best defensive option we've had since we've been in League One with this back four or back five or whatever you want to call it so yeah, um, yeah I think it's a good position for Lee Johnson to be in and I think the MK Dons it is different to Gillingham but again they've got Cameron Jerome who will probably start who's you know he's yeah. a handful on his day and we know he's a handful yeah. on his day you know he caused us havoc at the Stadium Light he caused us havoc 10 years ago so, you know, for Birmingham. So, he's, he's still doing it now. And like you say, at the stadium light, like, he was brilliant that day. I think that's because Johnson gets it right, I'd be sticking with Wright and Willis.
1: Cool. So that's that's the uh, defence sorted out. So, we run in then into the midfield, where so we, we do this four two 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 or whatever you want to call it. So, the deeper-lying midfielders. Now, on on Tuesday nights, Dan Neal's. <laughs> throwing his hat into the ring, you know. So now you've got him, you've got O9, you've got Scowan, you've got uh, Winchester and Ledbetter all fighting over two positions. Malk, do you go for the legs and go for the likes of 9 in there? Do you go for, um, you know, Scowan can get about a bit? Do you go for someone like Ledbetter that can control? Or do you go for, sorry, let's put Dan Neil in there and see what he can do? What do we do with these positions?
2: This is the biggest challenge, really, isn't it? Because, um, I mean, Tuesday night, I thought Dan Neal, he had, he had a couple of flat spots throughout the course of the game, but he was he was punching for man of the match with some of the second-half performance that he put in. I, I,
1: I, I've only seen one um, bad report about... Um... Dan Neal, and that was from our good friend Jimmy. Um, everyone else I've seen on Ready To Go, on Twitter, have all said what a great game he had yeah. you know, this week.
2: Yeah, he, he grew into the game, which sometimes happens with young lads because you know they need to get a little bit of confidence and a little bit of you know gravitas about themselves as they go through the, the 90 minutes. But yeah, he, he had a great game. What I've got the jury out on is Scowen. Um, I listened to the player ratings pod and I didn't disagree with many of the comments. Scowen had a decent game, but I think out of Scowan, Winchester, Leadbitter, Dan Neal, Scowan's touch just gives the ball away a little bit more than the others. And if you're looking for the finer details to decide who gets the start and who gets the bench, you have to look at these little things. Now, in the blood and thunder of... Um, a proper league game rather than a quarter-final in the the Pizza Trophy. Would you throw Dan Neal in there rather than Ledbitter? I don't know. There's times when Ledbitter gets crowded out of what he can do. Uh, But when he came on the other night, he just bossed the base of that midfield and really calmed the last 20 minutes down. So I think there will be an appearance by Ledbitter. Whether he starts or not, I'm not sure. But we've got options and options. Rotation is the key thing. I think skowen might need rotating out to allow him to have a breather, let the other lads have a go, and hopefully that'll keep him hungry. But defensive mid, you know, we often go with lead bitter and we used to go with power, we've now been going with skowen I'd think about lead bitter and Dan Neal if I could, maybe, you know, just to mix it up a bit.
1: No, what would your choice then be?
2: Uh, it wouldn't be Josh Scowen. I saw you nodding a little That's bit that. through
1: that <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I, I saw I, you you were literally like flat Eric at that point nodding away so honestly that guy I wouldn't have him anywhere near that team but it's chalk and cheese with some people Scowen, because some people really really rate him and then others like yourself are completely negative towards him it's, there's, no, there's no in between
2: with him is it the Lee Johnson well, George Honeyman you know <laughs> he might well be I don't
3: know I think sometimes a lot of players get a, get a cop out which is uh, normally people say, they do the dirty work, they do the clear-up work, the work that people don't see. Yeah, it is true for a lot of players, wait, well, for some players. A lot of the time, that's just people defending someone for for the sake of defending them. And he gets that. Honestly, I've watched him play now, you know, a lot of games. I do not see what he brings. As Malcolm says, he gives the ball away so often. He tries skills that he obviously can't do. He, you know, he's. I got told when he signed from Queens Park Rangers, I remember being told that we'll get a, the odd screamer off him. You'll yep. score. You'll you'll hit one from thirty yards in the top corner. Well, where's this?
2: Top corner where, of the where, stadium, you know, the meant, Niall. not top I, corner <laughs> exactly, of the net. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
3: Which top corner? The one tiny, one tiny gripe I had with Johnson coming in is I knew it meant that Scowan was going to play every game because they know each other, um, and he had him at Barnsley, and I knew that that was going to be the case. But surely he's got to be looking at him, thinking I can't play him anymore. He got the assist against Wimbledon. I get that, but. You know, it's once in a blue moon with him for me. He, he, he does too much wrong for, for what he does right. It, you know, it, it, it's not enough. So, yeah, I wouldn't have him anywhere near the team. I wouldn't even have him on the bench, if I'm being honest. I think Winchester needs to play. Definitely, you know, I, I know we haven't seen a lot of him, but what I have seen of him, I think he's I think he's a lot tidier on the ball than what Scowan is, and I think he's a better player. So I'd have him in there. I haven't... Dan Neil. he had a good game the other night, but again, I haven't seen enough... Of him uh, convinces that he should be starting. I think Ledbetter, as you touched on, Malk You know he's confident. He's calm. He's collective, and I think against teams like uh, Milton Keynes, you know they'll come out and, and attack us straight away. That's what they did at the Stadium of Light. I think they'll be a lot different to what it was on Tuesday, and I think they'll, you know, they'll they'll try and get on the front foot. And I think Lebed is absolutely fantastic at slowing that down. That's that's what he's there for. So that that's the two I'd be going for would be Winchester in in Ledbetter.
1: So that's interesting. But neither of you have said that you'd have Luke nine in the centre there. Now is that because you don't see him? Starting the game, or you see him further up the pitch? No. What's your sort of thoughts on Luke nine? Because he played very well on a uh, on Tuesday night. He did. To be honest, you just it's the just the fact that you
3: don't even really think of him as a centre midfielder yeah. anymore, do you? I think that's more what it is. Even though you said it before, like literally thirty seconds before I went off on <laughs> me tangent. You know, sorry <laughs> yeah, you, for not it's listening.
1: It's because you were so angry about Josh Schoen that you forgot everything <laughs> else I said. You're gonna
3: rant. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah, I think I would like to see Luke nine in the centre a lot more. That's the position we're him for. Um, I would like to see him there. As Malk touched on, he's got the, the energy of someone. I've never seen anyone with, with energy like him in a Sunderland shirt, not for a long time anyway. So to be honest, I'd still stick with the two I've said, but if 0-9 if did get in ahead of either Leopard or
2: Winchester, I'd, I'd be fine with that. He's one of them diamond formation players for me where, yeah. you know, he can really help link up play. And, and he's got the combination of Skowen's Terrier you know, where he can scurry round, break up play, win the ball back. But he doesn't give the ball away as much as as Scowen does. Um, Worst case, he sits in between the defensive midfield and the attacking, but he's also got, you know... When he first came into the team a couple of years ago, he did get a number of goals. So he's got the goal opportunity. You know, he used to get in at the back post a lot, even when he was playing right wing back, you know. So um, I think. He's a good finisher. He is a good finisher. He is a good finisher. He, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he is a good finisher, I huh? think. I see Oh nine, a little bit further forward. That said, I'd rather we play Leadbitter in 09 than Leadbitter in Scowen, because, yeah. you know, Leadbitter in oh nine is like the old man with a bit of experience. With an absolute lunatic, he'll just run around the pitch for 90 minutes plus, And a balance becomes, you know, likely from that. The scowing is similar, but he just hasn't got that final ball or the final control. So, so yeah, a bit further up for me.
1: I think that is the thing about 0-9 is he does a job in every single position where we could actually have put him at left back. He could have played at right back. He could have played in the centre, you know, of the midfield. He, could, he just fits... And he does a job everywhere. You know, I'll take him, I'll take him to my job at work. I'd put him on the phones. He'll do a job there and sell stock for me. You know, he does everything, the lad. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, he's...
3: I yeah. think he'd, he'd be great at that because he's got the patter as well, hasn't I he? I'll tell you easy. what, he'd be, he'd 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 be brilliant at selling soft. stuff.
1: Yeah, the customers will love <laughs> <He> him. Will. <laughs> It definitely did a job. Let's move forward then. So I'll chuck him into the mix up, up as this say, the attacking two, so to speak. So the uh, the 4 2, 2 2 part of the uh, formation. So on the left hand side, sort of make his debut, um, Jordan Jones, for about an hour or so. Looked pretty sharp, looked pretty decent. Obviously, he's not played too much um, at Rangers. No, you've probably know, like, more, seen him more than I have, you know, watching Rangers yourself. And then on the right-hand side, you've got Diamond. You've probably got O9 in the mix. You've got Maguire, who's completely out of the picture. And then you've got the question mark over Gooch, which we'll come to. So let's go back a little bit. So for Jones, Niall, are you excited that we've signed him?
3: Oh, yeah. Over the moon. Over the Actually, it's funny that you bring that up about Rangers because I actually noticed him playing against Rangers for Kilmarnock. He was absolutely brilliant a couple of times. And then when Rangers signed him, they had a deal in place for him at the end of the season. So whilst he was still playing for Kilmarnock, he actually scored against Rangers after he'd signed for Rangers. So, you know, he he was one of them. Did he he celebrate? Yeah, he did. Did he? Because that's one of them where he might just look at the boss and say, you know, I'm going to
0: pull my
2: head in a bit here. Yeah, no, he celebrated.
3: Yeah, yeah, he did. But it was one of them where you kind of watching, and thinking, "Oh, kind of wait for him to play," you know, for Rangers. I mean, I'm not, yeah. I'm not a Rangers fan. I'm a Sunderland fan. But my dad's a Rangers fan, so obviously I do have a bit for them. But um, me dad. He couldn't wait to see him in a Rangers shirt. And like I said, I was very surprised to be honest that, that we were able to get him because I think mm. he's championship standard. You know, he's more than he's far too good for League One. And I think it's probably, it sounds like it's him that wanted to come to Southern as well. I yeah, think he, I heard you that. Know, yeah, yeah. I think he's he's found that we we were interested. And I think straight away he said, I mean, he's from the Northeast. I know he's a boy lad, but he's still from the Northeast. He's. He's affiliated with the North East. He knows what it is to, you know, what it is to the fans, yeah. So I think it was it was obvious for him. And yeah, like I say, it's 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 great to have a player like that. He's right foot, left foot, he's got a an unbelievable delivery on him. He's he's got pace, he's got power. It wouldn't surprise me if he ended up playing in the Premier League in, in a few years' time. We could get the best out of him, like you know, because Rangers didn't really get the best out of him. He he didn't have a, a long run of games, but he is in his prime and he's hopefully gonna get a run of games, so no, I'm I'm he, he over the moon so looks
1: A confident player because I know I think the lad said it on the um ratings pod as well. You saw him a few times shouting at people to come to him, sort of thing, yeah, and he would take when he had the ball, mm. you know. So he looks like he's not afraid to, to have a little of a go, you know. He's not afraid, he to, won't take yeah. No, shit. And he looks a little, no there,
3: there's
1: there a little bit of the shit shithouse attitude uh, you get sort of off him already, as well, especially from yeah. hearing some of the tales about him. So, no, he does seem a great player to, uh, to have on board. Uh, Matt, what were your sort of first f- sort of thoughts on him?
2: I was over the moon, mate. I I'm not gonna lie. I don't really follow Scottish football a great deal. I used to have one eye on it when Jack Ross was the gaffer, because that might have been an influence on the transfers we could be sniffing at. But uh, I didn't I didn't know of him. Uh, So when his name popped up, I thought a little bit of Jordan Jones, who. But that was some impressive debut. You know, he was he was going at them like head down, but not head down. You know what I mean? He was going at them at pace with the ball under suitable levels of control, jinking and jumping and it was like we had a bloke with a cheat cord. it really was um, and <laughs> the, the only the only thing that surprised me was that we took him off when we did and um, but then if him doing that means McGeady plays the way McGeady can play for half an hour then we've got a bloody double cheat cord because you know that lad is gonna get them breathing out their arseholes for 65 70 minutes and then McGeady will come on mug him off left right and centre and, and we can you know hopefully kill games out or or Get the winner, so it's good again competition for Magadian down the left cracking bit of pace I don't know if they mentioned this I don't think they did on the um, the ratings pod there was one MK Don's break where they broke from the edge of their own box and he was 15 yards behind the lad and he tracked him back and he tackled him just on the edge of the D outside of our penalty area he took the ball off him and went back out yeah. how many Sunderland players have we seen do that apart from Luke O9? you know that's that's an absolute asset to have so great signing hopefully like Niall said he gets a good run and if he becomes the heir apparent to the McGee. McGeady left hand crown, then all, all power to him because he, he looks a really tasty prospect.
1: If you're a right back and you've got 60 minutes of either him running at you or McGeady tying you in knots and then 30 minutes to go, they swap them round the other way and then all of a sudden you've got him running at you or McGeady, you know, that is, as you say, that's a cheat code. You'd be, be ringing your mum,
2: wouldn't you? You'd be ringing your mum asking for a hand because oh, you, you you'd <laughs> be in tears, man. Especially like we said yeah. in, in League One, you know, we we've we've got a, a kind of theoretically better than League One but a bit past his prime player in McGeady and the fact that the guy's still going the way he is is a credit to his his fitness regime and the way he's looked after himself but to have that plus Jones I just hope he doesn't get injured because, you know, the people who go that quick you know, he reminded me a little bit of Vardy when Vardy first came from the non-league you know, he'll just run at people full pelt but not lose the ball, you know Good luck to the lad Because he looks He looks interesting
1: Well hopefully as well These two are going to Help us kill games off Hopefully now I say with these two Fighting against each other Trying to get You know that number one spot We can score You know going half time Two three nil up As opposed to Clinging on at one nil And then scoring late on In, in team's tyre So fingers crossed You know that's going to be A real say, real powerful weapon For us Yeah Across that four across, Well across those two Then so As I said you've got um, You've got James McGeady There's also Diamond And possibly Gooch Maybe Maguire Seems out like of the picture where do we see then starting? What do you go for as your, your two attacking options?
2: I'd start with McGady. He, he had a bit more time off the other night. But then if we start with Jones on the left, we've just um, made it really clear that I think that's, um, you we'll know, happy it's, that. it's, it's it's a cheese and ham sandwich or it's an and cheese sandwich. It's still yep. scoff the butter. <laughs> down the right, down the right. Diamond is such a conundrum sometimes. Mm. He's, he's a great young player uh, he played well on Tuesday night, um, he did a lot better I thought than when we played Plymouth at the Stadium of Light where our pitch was ropey the, it was similar conditions, our pitch was pretty ropey that night as well uh, it was similar conditions the other night but he seems to have learned a bit from that he was being a little bit more close with his control so I, I would I would go toss a coin between McGeady and Jones and not worry about the answer uh, and I would put Diamond um, down the right hand side, Touching on Gooch, um, I mean, we can class him as a striker if you want, Brett, but for me, Gooch is a good striker option if we need to mix it up a bit or if yeah. we go into a four-three-three, then he's certainly somebody that you can consider to, to kind of you know, run the front line with two other people. Um But I think Gooch is, is fighting with Diamond for that right-hand side. Gooch used to fill in for McGeady on the left when McGeady got a knock or needed a rest or whatever. Now we've got Jones. I, I think Gooch really needs to step up. And that again, that's a good thing because yeah, on his day, he can be a world-beater. You know, that, that goal at MK Dons, was it last year? Where he yeah, curled season. a bender in the top corner with his left peg. You know... If, if, if he can pull some of them back out, we've missed he's, that. So
1: he's, he's, got it, he's got it in his lock, hasn't he?
2: Yeah, it's not been around for a while, though, has it? I've not seen him have a game like that for some time. Uh, so, yeah, we'll have to see if he can pull his socks up and and respond to the, the pressure for positions, because he has to if he wants to stay in the team.
1: So, Niall, who are you going to go for then on that side?
3: I'd probably go uh, the other way around to Mark. I'd probably say I'd start Jones there.
1: So, you're, you're, go- you're going for the ham? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think he's... He's Magiri, yeah, and I mean you can't really even say age because Magiri doesn't it doesn't really tire, does he? Not not like most thirty-four year olds. Um, no disrespect, Brett.
1: That's like you talking to, you know?
3: <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, I'd like to see McGeady coming on if we need him. Yeah. Uh, last twenty, last half hour, and just give Jones, you know, give him his first start, give him a run of the green. Let's see what he can, what he can do in a, in a league game. Um, because you know the the you said before about Ada McGeady being able, to, you know, tie people in knots. Jones can do that as well. Yeah. So it, you know, I I would like to see what he can do thrown in now. He's been here for over a week. He's he's played sixty minutes for us. Let's let's see let's see what he can do in the league game against MK Dons and then and then go from there. But certainly as you say, if if it doesn't work, we've got a we've got a you know two very good replacements that can come in and, and play there as well. So as we've said about five times already, it's <laughs> it's a good position for, for Johnson to be in isn't it?
1: So what about on the on the other side then, so would you stick with Diamond or would you would you know would you put Gooch in there? Or do you feel Gooch is actually more of a striker now? I'd I'd like to see Diamond Diamond there. Um I think Diamond, you know, he,
3: he isn't very consistent. He seems to have a couple of good games, and then he goes off the boil a bit. But I think, you know, he's still a young lad. Consistency will come. I've spoke to a few lads who are associated with Harrogate and they, you know, they just say how an unbelievable player he is and, you know, he's only going to get better. And that's people who've seen him play and played with him. So I would love to see him just, just stay in the team and just see what he can do. Because he's got a bit of trickery around about him as well. And, and you know, he is direct and, yeah, I, yeah I'd, I'd like to see him there. With Gooch, I... I mean, as a striker, it's hard to picture. I don't know why. He's played 118 times for us and scored 18 goals. But obviously, we know he's been playing left back, yeah, left he's wing, been, he's, he's been, been, been playing all show, over. Hasn't he? Yeah, but he still he still scored goals. He had you know he is capable, and as Mal touched on before, he can he can just out of nowhere he can score like he yeah. did at MK Dons last season. He's got that, and he's like oh, as you said. So for whatever reason, I don't know why I I kind of picture him up front, but um <laughs> he's he's possibly he possibly could do a job there, and and it would be interesting uh, to
2: see him. I think he missed one of our best opportunities on Tuesday night in that cup game. Where I can't remember it was. I think it was Diamond flashed a ball across the six yard line, and he was he was being challenged by a defender, El Gucci. But he just needed to stick a boot out, and it would have gone yeah. in. Now the, there's a balance that, that, there. That was
1: early in the game, <clears> wasn't it? It
2: was, yeah. And if we'd uh, if we'd have got that goal as well as the the one that Diamond deflected in off the defender, you know, we could have been two up, and it could have been a cricket score. The one thing I will say though is O'Brien had a very quiet game on Tuesday night. I can't remember many opportunities that he made for himself or, or positions he got into that were as good as that one that Gooch got himself into. Yeah. So maybe Gooch is nudging O'Brien along a little bit as much as the new guy who, who I know is not going to play this weekend or apparently he's not. Gooch needs to be pushing O'Brien um to get a starting berth alongside whoever else is up front. But he is an option out wide and he can score a few worldies. So we're we're just um, spoilt for choice in certain places, and he's one of them.
1: So up front, then would you then be looking at going with um? Obviously, White's got to play, scoring goals. So is it Wyke and O'Brien up front? Is O'Brien, although not doing, you know, I would say he's pulling up trees at the moment. Is he is he doing enough to help White score that means he can stay in the team? Then not um, <sighs>
2: I think you'd be worried if our, if our new striker was available this weekend. I, th- I think O'Brien's in the mix. I think Wyke's nailed on for reasons we've already touched on. Based on form and Tuesday night, I think I'd give Wyke and Gooch a go. You've always got the option of bringing on O'Brien when they're tired, and the the sooner we get Kimbiaka back, um, and this new Ross Stewart guy back, then all the better, you know, because then we can rotate it and have more options and hopefully score many more goals.
1: And now up front where you, where you going then
2: yeah well I mean it's got
3: to be White, hasn't it um, <laughs> you, you, you,
1: you don't have to sound so depressed in saying it
3: <laughs> no 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 I'm not I actually love him I I, I love Charlie White. I, I don't buy into this all he does is score goals thing that Magi used to get I, no. <laughs> I never understand
2: that would yeah, how dare he just scoring goals what a
1: nightmare uh, it's, it's like oh, keepers keeping clean sheets God, what, 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 that's all he's done
3: <laughs> if, you, if you hire a plumber you want him to plumb like, you know it's as simple as that so I I just don't understand why... I just don't get it. I I, I never get it. I just think he's one of them players that no matter what, people aren't going to like him. No,
1: that's
3: exactly (laughs) it. Well, Gary
2: Lineker got a a 30-odd-year career, including the broadcasting, out of just being a tap-in and a poaching merchant, didn't he? Nobody ever said Gary Lineker wasn't a very good striker. Because yeah. you know, because right. he did, you know.
3: Are you comparing Gary got to Charlie Wake? I think you know, Gary, right? I think oh Gary should be very
2: appreciative of that. If you're listening, <laughs> Gary, you know, well done. You're nearly there. But no, there are there are players who who that's what they do, you know. And we've struggled yeah. to find out what Wake does. That's been part of his issue. Clearly, you know, he's not an aerial target man all of the time. He likes a ball to fade He likes a partner up front, and he's starting to click. He's- so. He's got a classy
3: finish in him as well. That that goal against Ipswich last week by the way was class. It yeah. was
1: a good finish. Like,
3: you know, it was a great finish that. Um he has to start and he has to start every game he's fit. Aiden O'Brien again, I was on here a couple of months ago and I I was just as nasty about him as what I was about Scaun. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, so he did turn a it, corner didn't he? You're right, yeah.
3: Yeah, he's he's you know, he he is impressing me a little bit more now. Um I think he's a bit. He's he's busier. Um. He's, he's he seems to win the ball in the air a bit more as well. So, and he's he's a good option to have. We we don't have a team that score goals in other positions other than the no. centre forward. That's the way it is. We've scored thirty two goals this season, and White has got. I think he's got twelve of them in in the league. Yeah, it's it's got to be Charlie White, and after that, I mean, I want to see what Ross Stewart's got. He he seems. I haven't seen much of him. I've I've seen clips. Just looks a. Like a big lad, do not he? <laughs> yeah, so, a bit of just, pace about him, mate. Right? A bit
1: of pace. Very tall lad. Likes so, a cross ball in, to run on to header it. Yeah, be interesting. Inter- inter- to see see what he does. So, so that's up front. Let's just hope like, White keeps scoring and keeps pissing off Bomber because it's very funny when he when that happens. So and Gav as well. And Garv, oh, all Gav when of them. Yeah, yeah, it's the, yeah, It delights yeah, me. And yeah. Chris Win, they've all had a pop at him. Yeah, keep keep scoring, <laughs> Charlie, mate. <laughs> Right, so MK Don's at the moment are 16th in League One. A bit hit and miss though. So their last five games uh, go win-lose, win-lose, win. win. They beat AFC Wimbledon, Fleetwood and Northampton, losing to Charlton and Peterborough um, during those five games. Um, We did see on Tuesday they like to play it from the back. Um, and they've got two danger men who did hurt us at the Stadium Light. Cameron Jamone, um so as he mentioned earlier, has been playing for about 20 years. Uh, he's got nine goals, four assists this season. And also Scott Fraser, uh, very highly rated. Uh, seven goals and five assists from midfield. Um, Niall, what sort of performance are we expecting from them?
3: Like I said before, they're going to come out the traps, I think. Um, I think it'll be completely different to what we're seeing um, on Tuesday. On, on Tuesday, our squad was was strong. Um, it wasn't our, you know, starting 11 that you would have played in the league, but it was still strong. I think their manager, Martin, uh, he, he would have learned a lot from us on Tuesday. So yeah, I think it's it's going to be a lot more measured by them, but I still think they'll come out. They'll come out firing. They'll they'll try and get us on the back foot straight away. And yeah, they'll they'll use the pace of Scott Fraser, very good player, had a very good season last season at Burton. And um, bit surprised that he went there. To be honest, I know we yeah. were linked with him. Um, and there was the 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 winger. Was it winger Johnson that you touched on before, Mark?
2: Yeah, Lewis Johnson. Yeah, he, he looked tasty, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, a bit of pace on them. So, you
3: know, they have got threats They have got threat going forward It's just it's just hard to to kind of, you know If you go on social media A lot of MK Don's fans are saying, you know You're lucky we didn't have Will Greg playing It's hard uh, to think of that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, how how can I be scared of a team That's devastated that they haven't got Will Gregg playing? Well, so been. it's...
1: It is going to be a different one because I think they're going to be a different team um, to what we saw on Tuesday because I've got friends at work who support the Dons, believe it or not. There is there is some people that, that support them um, and they reckon that um, there's about four or five changes from the normal sort of first team, you know, would will be, will be playing on Saturday that weren't playing. So it's going to be interesting. Um, but as you say, you know, they, they, if Will Griggs the answer to their problems, then Christ, you know what's the question? It's um...
3: well, well, that's it. I mean, it's it's going to prove if it was us that wasn't playing to his strengths or if it was yeah. just him, I mean, that that's the thing. He, you know, they've got to ask permission for him to play on Saturday. And if they do, I know a few of the lads in the group chat said I was an idiot for saying it. But if if they ask me, can Will Grig play? Yes. Yes, of course he can. Play him. As much
1: as you want know you, I, mean, you, know, would... you you know what happened, Niall. Surely you well, know what <laughs>
3: that's, that's the thing. That's the thing, isn't it? Because obviously that, that is what would happen because that's what happens to someone. But but I mean, in general, if you had a player that I mean, we've watched Will Grigg for two two years now. And if if someone says, Can we play him against you on Saturday, I mean, judging off the way that he's played for us, yes, play. Play, start them, that's absolutely fine. Play the 90 minutes, you wouldn't have a problem, would you? But you're right, this <laughs> is what happens to Sweden. We, we can't do it, we can't I'd actually, do it, yeah.
2: surely. I'd, I'd actually rather have him out there than Cameron Jerome because he's got Jerome's got a lot more um nous and capability to create goals. You know, that, that one that yeah. um, Remy Matthews saved down to his left.
3: Cameron Jerome though, you, I think he's got some sort of personal vendetta against Sunderland because he seems to hate us, and I don't <laughs> even know what we've done. I mean, because we all know about the, tw- the tweet that he yeah there was something
1: he, he put something out after the match um, at the stadium night did What was what did he put out?
3: He said something like Sunderland on our bang average team, bang average League One team, and then someone commented saying something like, uh, "What about Charlie White?" And he turned no, around oh, and no, no, you're
1: you're, you're you're not as good as Charlie White. You're, you're just pissed off because you're not as good as Charlie White. And he put, and was Charlie White even playing? Was, you know
3: that's a Thing he's got for whatever reason. I don't know if we've annoyed him 10 years ago, whatever it was. Yeah, I, I agree with Malcolm. I'd rather, I'd much rather have Will Grigg playing than, than him playing on
1: yeah. but Cameron Jerome's one of those players, though. I think where to, to from the outside, whenever you watch him play over teams, he always looks a bit crap, but he's one of those crap players that always score against Sunderland. I think that's what it is. I think that's Adiak and Bay. It's Adiak and Bay all over again for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. what Will Grigg would be
2: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we had it not so long ago with Mikael Mandron, didn't we? We released the knobhead and then he goes and bloody he gets two goals or something against us in a in uh. game not too long ago yeah I mean the only other person that I made a note of is it Mason who, who plays on the left for them Joe Mason yeah he, he had a he had a few decent forays down the the left hand side, Harvey as well, um was whipping the balls in. And like I said, that Lewis Johnson he he, he looked like a handful, but um you know, I'm I'm a bit of a purist. I, I if I look back on a game and, and I think, oh bloody hell, good save by the goalie there, or if he'd have drilled that he would have scored. They've got a decent side. You're probably the expert about MK Dons, Brett, like you say, with all your mates in, in the Milton Keynes area. Do, do they think they chucked it for the cup, but they'll be right up for it for the league? Or, or are they suggesting otherwise?
1: Um, no, I think the conversation I was having today was that they have been a bit toothless all season. You know, right. they, they, they play nice football. They have a lot of possession. Um, but they just can't quite do anything with it, which is why they're sixteenth in the league. I think they did uh, they weren't too bothered about the um the cup obviously making so many changes, but then we made changes as well. So Yeah we changed you know,
2: four or five, didn't we, for the starting yeah. lineup.
1: Yeah. Mm. I do know that the the pitch is gonna be an absolute nightmare. I think it's who really copes with that and we show we can do it on Tuesday. So fingers crossed same again.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yep. Well then gents though we've uh We've been chatting for quite a while now, so uh, I think we'll uh, we'll call it there. Malcolm, thank you so much for uh, coming on board and joining us on the extra instead of the uh,
2: ratings pod. It's appreciated. No, thanks for having me. It's been nice to to not have to give people scores out of ten and to talk about what's coming up rather than you know what's just passed. Um, we've we've got a re- I still think we've got a really good chance of nicking one of them two top spots. There's a hell of a lot of football to be played yet, so you know there's, the, a there's been a little mini revival recently. Let's just keep it going and uh, and yeah, hopefully three more points.
1: Niall, absolute pleasure having you back on board. Been a long time, so nice to speak to you again. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, um, again,
3: as Malcolm says, I think Sunderland have got every opportunity of 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 going up this year. But I, obviously, I, I think that every year. But last year was a bit more doom and gloom, wasn't it? I don't think anybody thought last year we ever had a chance. Whereas this year, I honestly think that there's a big opportunity in only being eight points off top with a game in hand on Hull. You know, we, we do have a chance, Um so. Fingers crossed that we can, you know, Johnson can embed what he what he wants to to embed.
1: Well, yeah. we're all feeling positive, which guarantees we'll lose. So, <laughs> gents, thank you very much. Um, cheers for listening. As always, subscribe on ACast, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Amazon as well. And my final thoughts um, after season of watching games online, how tempted have you been to use UK ASL, the asbestos specialists? Thank you very much for listening. Cheers. <laughs>